Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Friday afternoon. Ah, almost to the weekend. We finally made it. But that can only mean one thing here on SNR. It's time to go inside the electric factory with your boys on the Steelers Blitz. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. Here on the show, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now is I'm at home in my little Harry Potter closet. Arthur Motes is across the coast in San Diego. We are almost we're, we're getting close to being close to being back in the studio mozi just a few more days out there me just a few more days from the comforts of home but boy do we as always have plenty to get to it might be march madness out there but the nfl said not so fast mr college basketball we still dominate in the headlines it's been another crazy day or two uh, for the Steelers and for free agency and some big trades across the NFL as a whole. We're going to get into all of that today. Steelers specifics, around the league specifics, some drama in Cleveland, plenty to discuss. But before we get started, Arthur Motes, what's up, cousin? How we doing? Man, living my best life out here, enjoying the, uh, you know, scenery. Couple more days, man. So I'm back in that beautiful Pittsburgh area, man, which I do miss so, so much right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, man, can't complain, man. But anytime I get a chance to hop on with you, it is always a blast. And like you said, football is king, NFL is king. Everybody tries the NFL. MLB tried the NFL. March Madness then tried the, M- uh, tried the NFL. It does not matter who you are, Mm-mm. NFL always always is king baby and once again they flexed on everybody these past couple of days and i think they will continue to do so march madness tried pulling up and the nfl said ah not so fast my Mm -hmm. friend (laughs) yeah we 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 do this over here absolutely (laughs) every every you know it's funny if if you would have told me that today would be just a crazy cycle in in the nfl that thursday would have been a crazy cycle in the nfl you know i would have thought that um it really would have revolved around Deshaun Watson. And there's still been right. some, some rumors. It's, it's late Thursday night as, as Motes and I record this. So if something's changed by the time you're listening to this on Friday, then obviously disregard these next couple seconds. But yeah, while we were kind of waiting for the Deshaun Watson um, domino to fall, man, there's been a lot of other things that have happened around the league and some fallout in Cleveland related to that. We'll get all of that and we'll get to all of that about 20, 30 minutes from now in our, uh, in our second segment of the show. But Arthur Motes, you and I, we discussed uh, a lot of big names around the Steelers. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Cole, James Daniels, Levi Wallace on our last show earlier this week. Well, there has been another substantial name added to that group, and he goes by the name of Miles Jack, linebacker from the Jacksonville Jaguars, signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this was one, you know, we made some jokes about, like, I think I said earlier in the week, oh yeah, it's just real simple, right? You, you cut the one ex Jaguars linebacker that you have on the roster, save some salary. You go sign miles Jack, but man, 
for for the deal that they were able to lock him up to to get this done so early in the process him still being at his age coming off 110 tackle season I know you got to love this I know you love that we're starting here with the linebackers with the defense right away so let's start at the top as we always do your initial reaction when you saw official uh the news break that the Steelers had uh had signed a deal with Miles Jack yeah for me man I loved it because it solidified you know, having a stud inside linebacker, a guy that you need, a team captain, a green dot type of guy. That is what Miles Jack is. That's what Miles Jack has been since he came into the league. I remember when he was coming out of UCLA, he was a guy that we were interested in drafting him to come here to Pittsburgh because we saw what he was capable of, his range of motion, the fact that he was a former running back as well as linebacker. We said that made his vision really one of his best weapons in terms of how he gets down hills and how he gets downhill that can ultimately mirror some of these running backs and things like that. But, you know, when you look at what he's been able to do in Jacksonville through the highs and the lows, he has been a consistent contributor for them. He has always been a hundred plus tackle guy and he's a versatile guy. I mean, this is a guy that has played literally every linebacker spot, especially in the four, three defense or three, four. So it is good. Excuse me. More so in the four, three defense than the three, four, excuse me Mm -hmm. on that one. But as a whole, I mean, miles gives you a bona fide, Mike linebacker, a bona fide inside linebacker who is going to be able to make all the calls. He's going to be the leader of that defense. And like you said, he's a tackle machine. He does not miss tackles. I mean, I think his tackle miss rate is probably the second lowest or lowest in his career in terms of all-time status and in terms of what he was able to do this past season. He is just one of those super productive players, a guy that you love to have on your team. And the fact that, you know, they're getting him for, you know, was it two for 16, if I remember correctly? Yep, two for 16. I mean, like, when, when you're talking about getting a caliber of uh, a linebacker of that caliber and not having to pay 10 plus million for them, to me, that is an, an amazing deal right there and amazing value on it as well. Yeah, I, I think that's well said by you. Um, if you would have told me that they were going to get Miles Jack, I could believe it. But at that price point for his age, for his availability, you know, that's another thing that you and I always discuss. He is He's a guy that's got a track record of the hundred plus tackles of being available out there of being a leader. You know, he was the Jacksonville Jaguars, Walter Payton man of the year nominee this past Mm -hmm. season. So I think that tells you a lot about who he is around the organization and what he'll bring to the community as well Too green dot guy, all these different things. And, you know, when he spoke today to the Steelers media, one of the things that he mentioned Motsi was, you know, like, the losing that he's done in Jacksonville these last few seasons, really ever since he first got there and they went on that, mm-hmm. that run to the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. He's like, when you lose as much as I was, I believe his quote was something like it kind of eats at your soul, you know? And he, yeah. he, he, he pointed out that I really wanted to go to a place that has organizational stability, a place that I know is trying to win every single year. And he said, I spoke to Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin said to me, we're trying to win a championship and I want you to be a part of it. And that's all I needed to hear. And I was convinced that to me is, you know, this is a guy that feels like a Pittsburgh Steeler and clearly wanted to be with an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that part is extremely appealing. And for him, I mean, you want to hear that vote of confidence from a coach Tomlin type. And that is why a lot of us as free agents that come over here, we love it because coach Tomlin is truly one of a kind. And his messaging is very transparent every single time you talk to him. The message never wavers, regardless of what he might say to the media. When he's speaking to us as players, when he's trying to sell you as a free agent, you you look in his eyes and you believe him. 
And, mm-hmm. and that's one of the best traits that Coach Tomlin has and why, like I said, we relate to him so much and why you could see a Miles Jack potentially come here for two for 16 when I'm sure he could have got even more money if he wanted to in oh, terms yeah. of forcing that issue on the open market. But I do like the fact that he's not afraid to be a part of a team where, you know, the defense is going to have to do a lot. I mean, he was in Jacksonville under uh, with Blake Bortles and those years when they were successful, the defense carried that team. The defense mm-hmm. were the reasons why they were winning. Yeah, and we know we're, anticip- we're anticipating a similar formula here just based on, you know, the quarterback situation and things like that. So with Miles knowing that and obviously experiencing success in that capacity, it was good to see that he wasn't afraid to step into a similar situation here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Because, listen, as excited as we can be about the offensive line and – I can very easily be talked into the fact that Mitch Trubisky can be just as good, if not better than Ben Roethlisberger was last year. Not obviously not for their career. All right. Before you start get angry with me, I'm talking for 2021. Okay. And I think that's, that's a very realistic proposition. The quarterback play gets better. The offensive line play gets better. Everything around that falls into place a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there, there certainly will be some similarities there, but you would still think that the defense is going to have to be that elite unit that, that leads the way, and hopefully they get support from the offense. And if you have a strong run game, that keeps the defense off the field, right? And, and you're able to do those complementary things. But yeah, much, much like when he was having success in Jacksonville, it's going to have to be the defense that's going to be the, the straw that stirs that drink. I think we're yeah, all no, the without same a doubt. with that. Yeah. And and like I said, man, some guys, they shy away from that. Not everybody wants that type of pressure. Not everybody wants, you know, the team to go as the defense goes. Some players, they like to go to places where it's like, hey, the offense gives us a little bit of cushion. They give us a margin of error. But other guys, you embrace it. Other guys, you say, man, I like this challenge. I think we can be up to this. And from there, you grow. And from there, you get guys stepping up and being the true playmakers that they're capable of being. And I think Miles Jack brings all of that to the table right here. And not just that, but he gives you better, uh, veteran leadership, improving big-time productivity in that inside linebacker spot, which is definitely needed right now based mm-hmm. on the moves that we've made and the moves that we have not made just yet as well. Yeah, no, that's that's well said. And I tell you what, been, there's, there's, some, there's some good vibes around all these moves that the Steelers have made to this point. And uh, I'll, ju- I'll just say this, Arthur Moats, some some of you, some of yins out there, not not you. I'm not talking about you. Yins, mm-hmm. as in our, our listeners and, and Steeler Nation. Some of yins out there owe Kevin Colbert a little bit of an apology. I mean, there was a lot of what are the Steelers doing? They're being cheapskates. They're not spending any money. I mean, I tell you what, they've spent they've spent some money the last 48 hours or so, Arthur Motes. I know you still you wanted the big splash. You wanted the quarterback splash. All right, and I no, get it. No, no, no. Well, 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 I, I don't look at it they're like spending that. Money. But I don't think. But like, like, I look at it like this, Wes, spending money, sure. But when you have a chance to get a franchise quarterback, to me, the spending doesn't overshadow that part. That's my only grievance with that statement. And like I said, man, we'll see what happens with Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph and the fact that we still have to say or. That's kind of why I look at it the way that I do in terms of, yeah, I don't hate what Kevin Colbert has done, but it's hard for me to like overlook that part when we're talking about a $2 million difference. And that's supposed to be the big upgrade at quarterback that everybody has been talking about. That's my only issue. Other than that, I love everything else he's done. I mean, when you talk about this old line, when you talk about the DB in terms of Levi, when you talk about miles Jack, I mean, those are all a plus level moves in terms of quality player and cost effectiveness. 
But for me, just understanding the most important position on the field is the quarterback. Sure. And in the AFC where it just keeps getting more talent, more talent, and even more talent. That's my only issue with this thing. But it's like I said, man, if, you know, Miles Jack and company are on board and ready to be that leading force, then, hey, man, I'm all for it because you can win that way. The 49ers, San Francisco 49ers have been a prime example of that. And that's my only thing. But when you think about the Niners, a lot of people, they still balk at that method. They still look at it and say, oh, man, you don't want Jimmy G a quarterback. Yeah. Right. And that's my only concern with the way that we've operated this free agency. It's like, man, I hear all this stuff. I I get it. But at the end of the day, we're going to have a stacked roster and we're still going to be questioning that main piece, the, the, the captain of the ship. And it's just not a good feeling to be or it's not a good feeling to have. From personal experience, that's all. I got PTSD as it pertains to not having franchise quarterbacks. I know still a nation is very different. And that's why for me, I'm just like, hey, we're going to enjoy this ride. Right, wrong, and different, we're going to enjoy it, baby. Oh, they, they're printing the Mitchapalooza t-shirts down at the Strip District already. Mm-hmm. Mitch, Mitchburg, Arthur Motes. You know, that's that's, that's, oh, that's oh, okay. what they're saying. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, still, I still thought we had Rudolph uh, – Rudolph Rebels, you know, in, in the conversation, or or Haskins Huskies, you know, I just didn't Haskins know. Haskins Huskies. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the numbers of the deal, and I'm like, okay, so let's well, really hey, we like could, we could we could still end up with dollar difference. We could yeah. we could still end up with Maserati Malik. I mean, the draft That's ain't what I'm over saying. yet. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm just looking like, <laughs> all right, um, yeah. How does this roll? But well, let's I, go, I, go ahead. I know I know it's your show, and I did have a question because you brought up the Malik uh, thing, just like in, in tongue in cheek in a sense, but um. How would you feel, though, if they drafted Malik, knowing that they have Mitch and Mason and Haskins, and we know that we're going to need to have as many contributors as we can this year, and the fact that you could draft Malik and him not be the starter, would you feel like that's Hmm. a wasted pick in a sense this season, though? Only if it's Malik at pick 20 would I not feel it's a wasted pick. Okay. Because I – and I think – are we on the same page as this? He's he's not the most – NFL ready right away of these quarterbacks, but he's got mm-hmm. the highest ceiling. We agree. We on the I same would agree. page on that. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Yeah, absolutely. And so if it's Malik at 20, I, that's a risk that I'd be willing to take in terms of you're obviously going to be sacrificing someone who could have an instant impact this year. And mm-hmm. hey, if the board falls a certain way and there's somebody that I love there, pick 20, yeah. subject to change this answer. But <laughs> <laughs> but I would I would be okay with that. Because like you and I have talked about, there seems to be some of that Patrick Mahomes, some of that, um, what's his name with the with the Niners right now from North Dakota State who just oh, said. Oh, uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah. I'm, I was drawing a blank mm-hmm. there. There seems to be some of that that, you know, that while this isn't the way as much anymore, there still are certain right. guys that can benefit from, from sitting for a little bit and, and learning mm-hmm. as opposed to being thrust into the role right away. If it was Malik at pick 20, I wouldn't hate it. If it's any of these other guys, I'm not going to be a big fan because I don't think they have that ceiling. And now I'm not looking for the guy that can come in and can start, you know, week one uh, in early September. So if it's Malik at 20, I wouldn't hate it. Again, subject to let me see how the board falls at that point and who else is there. Uh, But anybody else now I've got no interest because I just don't think there's that dude in this class. Yeah, because for me, I don't even want to take a quarterback at 20 anymore because I already know that we're going to need all hands on deck. So to bring a guy in that I still can't say clear cut, he is better than these other quarterbacks. And it's still a question of when is he going to develop? 
because that's the other part. It's not like we're saying, hey, man, he's going to definitely be developed and ready to go next year. So when does that happen? How long does it take? And when you talk about a first-round draft pick and you not having one of those guys that are going to come out there and contribute, it just makes me wonder, like, man, is drafting Malik or Kenny or any quarterback at 20, is that the equivalent of us having a bust of a draft pick that doesn't see the field the first year to two years potentially, knowing that we could use a player right now? Right. And that's been my biggest dilemma since the There's Mitch a Trubisky wide receiver move. there. Right. There's a defensive Absolutely. lineman there that can help and, you and, on day one. And let's one. be real. We, we know we could use a wide receiver. We know we could use, you know, a D-line. Some, we know some good ones we, we in could this use class. a corner. Right. So when I think of all of that, I just say to myself, like, man, did we kind of put ourselves in a little bit of a hole right here, a little bit of a bind in the sense of, man, if you take a quarterback, knowing what we already have signed at quarterback, like, how are we helping our team this year? And when you hear what Coach Thomas said to Miles Jack, that's not a, hey, we want to win a Super Bowl with you four years down the line. He signed right. a two-year deal. Right. So we're talking – Either we're trying to get in this year or next year. So when I think of that capacity, uh, when I think of it in that vein, that's ultimately, like I said, I'm, I'm still a little hesitant about the oh, whole yeah. quarterback move going forward. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Let's, let's bring it back to, to the Miles Jack specific conversation yeah. and, and the defense here. Um, what What's this mean for Devin Bush? Damn, we, we, we all know the bigger picture for him, right? That this is kind of his make this, not kind of, this is his make or break season with yeah, the Steelers, absolutely. you know, we are we are cautiously optimistic that the defensive line is going to be healthier and better. That, that some of the um, the things he can't control around him are going to improve. Miles Jack is there. Hopefully, right. you get Alu Alu into it for the entire season with Cam Hayward. Maybe you add somebody to that group in the first round of the draft, yeah. like we were talking about. But does this does this all mean for Devin Bush? Hey, we've we, we've got some heavy hitters on the defensive staff now. We've spent some money on the defense now. This is this is put up or, or 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 shut up time, young man. Is 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 that does that spotlight become even brighter or is it okay? They 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 cut Joe Schobert, they brought in Miles Jack. I still gotta you know take care of my business. Uh, if I'm Devin Bush, I'm in the lab because Miles is exactly what you want from Devin. I anticipate that the Steelers could still potentially draft a real life cover linebacker hmm. because that's the biggest difference right now. When I look at Devin and I say, man, Devin, he, he could do the middle run on Tampa too, but you know, he's trying to cover running backs or we're going to try to blitz him. Well, that's what miles Jack does. And he does it at a very high level. Miles Jack, I don't anticipate coming off that field. So if you're Devin Bush, you're saying to yourself, man, you better get locked in, in terms of your coverage responsibilities, whether you're matching it with tight ends or if you happen to get a running back, or you better get your blitz package a lot more improved mm. because that's the thing to me that I'm looking at and I'm saying, those two guys, can you put them out there together? Sure. But I still feel like they're still very similar. You know, you need one that can be the legit man-to-man cover guy because what Miles Jack did in Jacksonville was a lot more of the zone concept. So when they would play cover four, it was a true zone concept. They have eyes on the quarterback, they're guarding the area, and they'll relate to a, a player but they're not matching the route in Pittsburgh. We match routes, which is essentially man to man. So that's why you get linebackers on receivers. That's why you get linebackers on tight ends. And that's why when you drafted Devin Bush, thinking of him in the Ryan Shazier role, it was going to be that they could match these athletic ultra or super athletic tight ends and running backs. Well, right. we've seen with Devin that he's really struggled with that. And obviously some of that was a part of, you know, the injury, some of that being a part of his youth and things like that. But now with miles here, Miles has his defined role. 
if Miles isn't a middle runner or a zone dropper, he's going to be the blitzer. And that's just kind of how I view him on tape because he's not a match man-to-man run down the middle, of, you know, running down the slot and, and right. guarding these crazy exotic tight ends. That's not his game. But if that's not Devin's game, then where does Devin fall into this equation? And that's why mm. I still think there's a strong possibility the Steelers could draft a linebacker that does do that. We talked about some of these guys in the second round, a Chad Muma. We talked about even in the third round, a Trey Anderson, right? If we go first round, you got a Devin Lloyd. Devin that Lloyd, fall my to boy. You at 20. If Devin Lloyd is here, I don't see how Devin Bush is starting. And that is the reality of it. But because of everything that's transpired for Devin, this is why that door is still open right now. Right. And that's just my biggest thing. Like, uh, obviously, I do think that Miles' presence will help Devin in terms of him learning and him growing. But in terms of those two guys being on the field at the same time, they are very similar. So I think of it not in not in the literal sense, but just think in terms of pairs, right? When we had Ryan Shazier and Vince Williams, one was a thumper, blitzer, others a speed cover guy. But then think about when they went to Vince Williams and John Boston. Both of those guys were very similar. And we saw how the defense struggled at times, right? So similar concept, right? When it was Devin and Vince, it was like, okay, Devin's a little bit more speedy. It kind of balanced out a little bit. Then when it became Devin and Spillane, it was like, whoa, this, this isn't really working like we wanted to be. Joe Schobert, we knew, man, he can cover, but he's still more of a zone guy because, you know, that's just his game. And we could see where both of those guys were on the field. High. It was kind of hard for either one of them to be that matchup guy, right? Yeah. The guy that could run with those tight ends. And we saw the trouble that we would get into with that. So that's why with this, I just say, if you're Devin, man, you got to be having your antennas up knowing that, okay, this guy's game is very similar to my game. He's just more polished, more developed. He's the tackling machine. He's the guy that is going to be in the blitz. He's the guy that if we're running Tampa 2, he's the middle runner. But if that's him, where do you fall in this thing, Devin? And that's the part when, when I'm looking at him, I'm just saying to myself, like, how does this thing play out right now? Because they are too similar from my perspective. Cool. Now that's that's a linebacker breakdown from the yeah. linebacker right there. No, you're you're, you're absolutely right, and, and not even saying in the terms of him being released because I don't want that to I don't want people to to misunderstand what I'm saying here. I don't think he's going to be released, but in terms of him being the starter versus him being the third linebacker, right? That's a right. big time difference, especially in this year for him, where they're going to decide if they're picking up his fifth year option or not. That's not a situation if, you want to be. And he's kind of auditioning for the rest of the league, right? As well, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, man, that's a lot that you know, you're going to need to handle on the field so that way you can continue your NFL career and get compensated in a way that, you know, he, he wants to be compensated. But right now, he's in a little bit of a gray area depending on what the Steelers do draft-wise because Devin Lloyd realistically could be sitting there at 20. And for me, I would take Devin Lloyd at 20 over Malik Willis I as would it too. stands today he, he'd be based one of those on what guys. we've done. Yep. Absolutely. Based on what we've done already at quarterback, we know Malik isn't going to be the starting quarterback this year. So for me, give me Devin Lloyd, who load I know up the de- he, load up I the know he 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 matches perfectly with Miles Jack, beautifully with Miles mm-hmm. Jack. Or if you don't go at twenty, like I said, second round, a Chad Muma type, a guy that is rangy, can cover, former safety background. I'm bringing him in because I need somebody to to go out there and cover these these slot receivers, these tight ends, these running backs that are super elite. You need a guy like that, and right now, Miles, like I said, can handle. The running back, he can handle the zone drops, but he, I think, would struggle if you're asking him to match it with some of these really elite tight ends. You're right. And you know what? As you mention all that, oh, buddy, 
that makes this that makes this Edmonds situation even more interesting too because yes it does you and I know how well he's done you know uh, assuming that tight end role for the Steelers yep. defense over the last few years mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's gone and that responsibility has to fall to somebody else yeah who and and the beauty with having Edmonds here was you didn't have to do a whole bunch of crazy packages Every single time, right? You can right. still stay with your same right. group and just walk him down. When you don't have Edmonds, and now you're either seeing Trey Norwood step up, you're going to have to start getting a little bit more package oriented. And we did that before as well when it was Vince, John Bostic, and LJ mm-hmm. Ford. And it was very clear what the Stills were thinking defensively when each of those guys were on the field in their various roles. And that just tips your hand to an offense. And unfortunately, you know, back then you had Big Ben, so you can kind of get away with it. Whereas now. We know that margin of error is going to be very tight, so you don't want to do anything that could potentially weaken that defense. That's well said. And, no, you're right. In fact, you want to do the opposite because, like we've talked about, the defense is going to have to be an elite unit this season. If you mm-hmm. if you want to do the hypothetical, the best-case scenario thing, right, if you, if you want to do the we can still, you know, if you, we can still contend, yeah. we can be like the Titans, we can be like the Niners, despite not having an elite quarterback, it's got to be you get better play from Mitch Trubisky than you got from Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. last year. Certainly a possibility. Yep. Offensive line takes a big step forward. Certainly a possibility. And you mm-hmm. need that defense to be one of the best three, four, five units in the league. That's, yeah, without a doubt. That's how you potentially win the division, win playoff games, truly contend, and not just, yeah. you know, not just kind of backdoor your way in like they did last year. And that's obviously what makes this so much fun. But hey, you know, don't, you, don't you love free agency when you spend a little money, man? This is cool to talk about, man. It is. It, it, I, I love I, it. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's a I breath of too. fresh air. It's like we're we're normally the uh, we're normally like the 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 you know the house on the street that like doesn't. Uh-huh. Re, we we don't spend a bunch of money to remodel the deck. All right, we don't we yeah. don't bring in we don't bring in big equipment and vehicles to dig a hole to build a pool in the background. All right, we just nope. we we sit there and we just take it easy. But you know what? They they they've done some construction, and I like it. And and yeah, you. I mean, now that I'm thinking about this too, I mean, you mentioned John Bostic there. I think you mentioned uh, Avery Williamson maybe as well too, but. Yeah, he was well, he's in that conversation as well, though. Yeah, he's in there. That, that too, that just kind of struck me. Like ever since Ryan Shazier, you know, had that 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 just tragedy happen on, on the field in mm-hmm. Cincinnati, they really have tried a lot of different things to fix the middle of that field. I mean, yes. John Bostick, Mark Barron, Avery Williamson. You I go forgot all about you, Mark. You're right. I forgot about him. Yeah, he's you another go, one. Who you, go, you, you go up and you draft top 10. You move up from, what, 21st to 10th to take Devin Bush. Yeah. You, you trade for Joe Schobert. Now you sign Miles Jack. feels like this has to be the time that, that it works out um, if, if you want to have the type of season and have the type of defense that you're, that you're hoping to have. We've got plenty more to get to. Um, we've had some more releases. We've had some more signings. We've got a lot going on around the league. We're going to get to all of that as well as some of your tweets before we get out of here. I'm trying to think here. Uh Oh, do we continue with the Steelers conversation? Or do we go around the league next? What do you, I know I'm, I'm not going to, 
What do you? I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I was enjoying the Steelers combo. I looked up and I was like, "What do you mean you're going to break already?" I and know. I said, oh, All right. I, I guess it did fly by. <laughs> we'll 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 do we'll do around the league at the end. How about that? We'll we'll keep this conversation going. Hold on, um, wait, wait, wait. Let, let me do what I'm supposed to do. Here. I apologize for for for, for hijacking this segment and making oh, it to no. a linebacker segment. My, my bad. You know, it, I, I took to go to the classroom. We went to the classroom by accident. I, I wasn't trying to go professor modes on us today. It just happened. When y'all sign linebackers, y'all know y'all get me going, okay? I get real happy. I start smiling. I get to blushing. You can't see me blush all the way, but Wes, I'm really blushing, okay? I'm blushing really <laughs> hard right now. It's the linebacker talk, man. It does it to me. I love it. I love it. That's what I was hoping for, and it'll continue on the other side. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR.